Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome to another episode of The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. I liked when you said hello that you added an N in there. Did I? Yeah. <laughs> At the start. Hello. Yeah. Did I? Yeah, listen back. I, I think always do. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Wonderful. Yeah? Yeah, I've got. I've had a bit of a cold, so if I sound a bit... You do sound a bit nasally. nasally. That's why. Good. But Better now? Not good. Not good <laughs> that you've had a cold. Good that you've explained Everyone in my house has had it. Um, oh, really? Yeah, I, no, I feel fine. It just good. sounds... Sexy. Bit, bit got your sexy voice Throaty. On. Barry White. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. I know someone with that name. That actual what, name. Barry White? Yeah. Do you really? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Are they older than Barry White? No. Oh, that's weird as well yeah, then. I think they're younger than me. And they're called Barry? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Yeah. We were having a discussion Shout the other day. Barry White. We were having a discussion the other day about like some names you just can't imagine. Babies having. Babies. Is it like, wasn't it Gary that there's not been a Gary since 1992? I, or think, something I think that's a false rumour. <laughs> like, Nobody's going to call their baby Gary. <laughs> Are they? That's like, there's no baby Collins, but there must be. Must have been. The only times it happened is if these people that have the same name that go through generations. Yeah. So you have like Chris Jr. and Jr. and Jr. and Jr. Yeah. That might have happened, I guess. Possibly. You couldn't in good conscience call your baby Gary. No offense to any Garys out there. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with Gary? You just can't imagine you, a baby Gary. I think... See... Yeah, I, I I think because Gary was quite common. Yeah, when we were at school, everybody was called Gary. Every, yeah, literally, <laughs> literally everyone. everyone. But it just died away. There's definitely no Garys like in my either of my kids' classes at school. No, I shouldn't imagine there is. Because <laughs> it'd be weird to have a forty-year-old in <laughs> the class at school. Who's <laughs> <laughs> not the teacher? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh, yeah, I love how we just go on off on a tangent on these the starts of these episodes. Complete somehow we'll just get into really random conversations Gary. at the start. Gary? I'm going to say it northernly. I don't know why. I've got a question for you, Nick. Um, cool. Shall we start? Yeah, I thought we had already. <laughs> no, I mean start as in <laughs> okay. the conversation proper. Now this one has been submitted by Ross Cook, our I didn't even know we were taking submissions we're not, for this, but, but that's fine. It's fine. It's encouraged. Yes, he he messaged me and he was like, I need you to ask this question to Nick. So, are you ready? Yes. You got your Listening ears uh, always. So, unfortunately for you, you're going to be now stuck in a time loop. Okay. For a hundred years, you're going to repeat the same day over and over again. Okay. You innately know how many days you've got left. Okay. Um, but to make this a little bit easier for you, so I've got, I've got like three and a half thousand days of this. Yeah. Okay. And you're going to live the same day over and over again. But to make it a bit easy for you, I've got five options of something that you can have. Okay. Or an ability that you can have. Okay. During this time. Nice. So the first am option... I, am I just stuck it? I have a question first. Go on. Am I, have I got the ability to break out of this or have I just got a batten down? You've got a batten down out? and you're going to ride it out for 100 years. Okay, fine. Yeah? Yeah. So your first option you can take with you on this journey is a notebook with infinite pages. Right. It doesn't change size and it travels with you wherever you go. Okay. Yeah? So I can, yeah, make notes on my efforts. Yeah. So far. Yeah. Might be useful because if I'm trying to con- 
convince you're to break someone out of, of it or, yeah, I, I can say, look, useful. you wrote this, this is your writing, you wrote this yesterday, remind you of this conversation, etc. Yeah. Okay, possibility. A button that will allow you to skip an unknown number of days. Right. So it could be 100, could be 300, could be yeah. 3,000. Infinite money for the day that you're repeating. The money stays in the loop when you're done. Okay. Yeah? Money. Would money help? I mean, you could just have a laugh with it. Yeah, you could just do whatever you want. Yeah. Another person to share the loop with you. Okay. Or number five. Yeah, choose who it is. Yeah. Okay. Or number five, the powers of Superman. These also stay in the loop when done. I don't know if that's useful. It, again, it would be fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what am I doing? Am I just you cannot have... break out of this loop. Yeah. So am you I just, just here roll to have fun? What else are you going to do? Yeah. What are you choosing? Because it's 100 years. It's 100 years. So if I come back to it after the 100 years, everyone I know is going to be dead. Yeah. And I'll just return as my 42-year-old self. I guess so, yeah. I mean, I'm tempted by the button because you've got nothing to lose, have you? No, but also it might only be one day. It might. It might. And then you've got none of these other things. Yeah. I, I wrote, I scribbled the button out straight away. No, I, I, I think there's one way of looking at it where you just go, I've got nothing to lose. I'll just press the button. And if it knocks off a year, yeah, it's not a bad thing. You've still thing, got 99 years. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're appreciating how long this is. <laughs> But immediately, I knocked off the notebook and the button. There's no the notebooks. Not if, if you're not going to break out the notebooks, not really useful. Agreed. And money, money, you could just party. Yeah, you, you just, could do whatever you wanted. It yeah. stays at the end you of that just, day. You've got to start again. You could anyway. donate it to charity, but then yeah, it, yeah you could you could just have a hundred year long party and you would go mad. Yeah. Um, I think after a month that might get boring. Yeah, probably. I think it's another person or it's Superman's Superman powers. Power. Could you in good conscience put another person through this? That's the thing. Yeah. Whether you want to be with this person yeah. or not. There's also a chance within in a hundred years doing the same day over and over again that you're gonna to grow to hate this person. Exactly. The only advantage I can well, the, the main advantage I can see of having someone else in there with you is that you you then also got a shared experience yeah to which when it ends after a hundred years you have someone at least you can you'll you'll know someone because when you get out the thing is that you've got to think about this not just as the fact you're getting through this time loop but you're going to come out of the end of it completely alone yeah <laughs> and have to but are you going to want to come out of it with somebody for the life. last 100 years with? yes quite possibly so I mean, Superman powers. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I think it's got to be that, personally. It's, because it's, it feels like it might be a bit short-termism. Yeah. But you can you could fly to the other side of the world and do a day in that, well, this is it. You could do the or, same day all around all the world. All around the world. Yeah. So you could, that would sort you out for a few days. Because you could, your money wouldn't really help you with that because no, you could get you on a plane, get anywhere. but you could... You just time spend it on there. a plane. Yeah, by the time you Whereas got if there. if I was Superman, I could fly to Australia. In split seconds. Yeah. And then have a day on the beach. Yeah. And you could also <laughs> be Superman. You could go around helping people yeah. for the day. 
anywhere you needed, you can go. I think it has to be that I one, think, I th- personally. I think it's Superman, then, then another person. Yeah, I agree. But I just don't know if I could put somebody else through that. Yeah. Yeah, because you're you're actively. Uh, it depends. Doesn't you it? have no Are choice. You, but... Yeah, you actively going. I want that person, or is it just here's another person to experience with you? If you're actively having to choose, choose. to put someone else in that position, then that's pretty horrible. Yeah. And you've got to pick through all the people that you know. Yeah. I might just pick a stranger. You're going to get to know them, <laughs> aren't you? True. Or just pick somebody you hate. and like <laughs> You're going in a time loop for 100 years. I don't hate anyone. No, I, I can't imagine you do. You're a nice uh, guy. <laughs> uh, I think it's Superman It's got to be Superman powers, isn't it? And then yeah. At least you can have some fun. Yeah. <laughs> and do, maybe do some good. And do some good Until, for the world. Until well, the end of the well, day. What's the point? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Yeah, Superman Happy powers. with that? It's a good question, though, isn't it? It's very good. I liked it. Yeah, very good. Um, following up on last week's question. Yeah, last week's question was very interesting. Yeah. Which was basically, uh, if you had a furious elephant and a time travel machine, at what point in history would you deposit said furious elephant? Yes. Well, the, the very same Ross Cook put this into chat GPT. Yeah, he did, he did indeed. And asked it to write a movie outline. Yeah, he actually... Yeah. Asked it to write a uh, five-act movie because we said we thought it would make a good movie. Yeah, my God, it did. <laughs> Sounds great. I want to watch this movie. Same. I almost might write it. Do you want me to read through what it says? Yeah, sure. So, Act One is an introduction to the Furious Elephant. So, in a bustling city, chaos ensues as a furious elephant mysteriously appears, causing destruction and confusion. Dr. Emma Hartley, a brilliant scientist specialising in temporal physics, becomes intrigued by the situation. She assembles an unlikely team, including a historian, an animal behaviourist, and a retired circus trainer to investigate the elephant's origins and motivations. Yeah. Great start. Brilliant. This is all in our Discord, by the way. Yeah, it is. a reason to uh, join our Discord. Definitely. Come and join the Discord. The Discord link will be in the show notes. Uh, Then we move on to Act 2, Unravelling the Mystery. The team discovers that the elephant comes from a dystopian future where it endured cruel experiments, granting it extraordinary abilities and a burning, the burning, <laughs> a burning desire for revenge. With Emma's time tra- travel technology, they journey through different historical eras, following the elephant's trail of destruction. They realise that these alterations could rewrite history and lead to a catastrophic future. So this is following. This isn't this film isn't following the elephant. It's following the people following the elephant. Yeah, we, everything we came up with, we were following this elephant at yeah. these times. Uh, Act three is the race against time. To prevent further chaos, the team must ensure that pivotal moments in history unfold as they should. They find themselves in ancient battles and historic revolutions. Along the way, they bond with the furious elephant, understanding its tragic history and its quest for redemption. This is like the Bill and Ted ex- excellent adventure por- yeah. portion of this movie. <laughs> Keep time as it was. Uh, Act 4 is redemption and resolution. Returning to the present, the team confronts the villain responsible for the elephant's time travel ordeal. A climatic battle ensues with the elephant's unique abilities aiding in the fight. The team's historian sacrifices himself to to preserve the timeline. With the villain defeated, the furious elephant decides to return to its time, free from the burden of revenge. And then Act 5 is the epilogue. The team returns to their time, forever changed by their adventures. They continue their work to protect history's integrity and carry the lessons they learned, becoming a legacy of unlikely heroes. Yeah, it's like time police. Yeah. It's amazing what AI can come up with. 
<laughs> AI has just written a better film than most of the films we do on this show. <laughs> yeah. I think we should uh, cast it and write it. And yeah, we can, have a, we can have a pop. Why some not? of the films we yeah. watch get made. Apocalypse Please got made. <laughs> All we need to do is an ele- get an elephant. Yeah. There's been some ideas in the Discord about how this would yeah. happen. Again. Animated elephant. Yeah. Yeah, you could do it. It's great. It's a great idea. I thought it was brilliant. Anyway, should we move on to uh, this week's news? Sure, let's let's do. I suppose what we're here for. Yeah, some, some of the news. That's of the, the week. Uh, mumbo jumbo episode uh, <laughs> part of the episode completed. That is all valuable uh, content. chat. It is content. Indeed. People love it. No mumbo jumbo here. Oh, before we start, the news. can also be the name of the elephant. By the <laughs> way, <laughs> just mumbo. Before we start the news, we should point out that we've all, again forgotten to do a real talk. It'll be back next week. It'll be back next week. Yeah. We've put, a, we've put reminders in. We're just getting old and our brains are not working properly. Guess what? What? The Wall Street Journal reported this week, some, according to an insider, Ooh. that Netflix is planning another price rise. This is mad. Uh, the streaming giant is looking to increase the cost of its ad-free service. Once the SAG after strike comes to an end, uh, the current cost for standard membership, i.e., the cheapest tier without ads in the US, is fifteen dollars forty nine. Wow! I can see that. I can see them going to ninety ninety nine. <laughs> there's there's a point where they price themselves out. Surely, is there? There must be. Where is it? <laughs> Can't be far away from there. I wouldn't have thought. It's sort of interestingly netflix so their their previous price rises yeah is, is in terms of the the time between them suggests that we are not far off october 2017 january 2019 about a year and two months october 2020 january 2022 oh okay so there's a rhythm going hmm. uh, now we're in october 23 correct okay so yeah uh, let's see what happens there. I wonder if somebody's just figured those dates out and gone, oh, we're overdue one. Let's write a news article. Possibly. On it. Possibly. <laughs> possibly. I I wonder, new year, new price. Possibly. Maybe. Uh, I, I guess, yeah. I guess it's not, I guess it's not great publicity to say, right, we're going to do that while the actors are still on yeah, strike. they can't. <laughs> they literally can't. But, if they agree a deal and they go, well, we've got to put our prices up because we've got we've, to pay these yeah, guys more. it's the more. actor's fault. It's we can their blame fault. the actor. Yeah. Yeah. It's not all this money we're wasting on game studios. It's the actor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Absolute cynic you are. Not me. <laughs> I mean, we have followed Netflix news for the last four years. I don't know what's made me a cynic. So, <laughs> interestingly, connected to that, the a survey... Quite an in-depth survey has been done over the last few months by Whip Media. Whip. <laughs> it's their 2023 streaming satisfaction report. Okay. And maybe or maybe not linked to the, exactly what we've just discussed. Uh, Netflix is in sixth place overall. Six? Yeah. It, it does rate higher in some of the categories, but its overall rating of customer satisfaction in the league table of streaming services is sixth wow uh, which is down from se- uh, fourth last year 
Okay, so they've dropped two spots. And second the year before. So they're dropping two every year. Correct. Wow. Yeah. Um, HBO Max was number one for the second year okay. in a row. Interesting. Which is not a service we have over here. No. <laughs> uh, it's still topped the charts, but its rating still fell by 6%. HBO Max is dead. Yes. Okay. Uh, Hulu came in second and Disney Plus was third. Wow, that's interesting. On the podium. Uh, but, interesting, Netflix did top one of the metrics, and that was which uh, which streaming service would you keep if you could only keep one? And Netflix won that? Yeah. Now, that is interesting, isn't it? Because the most indispensable. People find it the sixth best service, but yeah. they would keep it right over the other yeah. five. Yeah. Uh, but That's really by a much thinner margin than previously, because it won it last year okay. as well. Twenty-seven uh, percent picked it as their indispensable one, as opposed to forty-one percent. Would last year? If we didn't have this podcast and we didn't have to have Netflix, would you keep it above all the others? Would it be your number one? Is it indispensable to you? In my house, yeah. There's really not much between Netflix and Disney Plus, but I've got. Two, two children little people in my house yeah and a disney obsessed and, wife. and, and i think <laughs> they're pretty much i mean we don't watch tv no barely like ever watch tv thing. like maybe the odd sporting event yeah but e- even if i'm watching stuff on terrestrial tv it's on their catch-up services same the only terrestrial tv show i watch is taskmaster and i watch that whenever i can yeah i don't watch it nine o'clock on a Thursday night. Yeah, exactly. Mainly because you're still here, but Yeah. <laughs> but I think if I could only have one it would be Netflix. Me personally. Per- yeah, you personally. yeah, I same. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'd do the same. I'd I definitely watch more on Netflix than I watch on anything else. The, That's really interesting. Yeah, the survey overall found that satisfaction amongst all the top tier streaming platforms is on the decline, i.e. they all had a lower rating than last year in right. terms of the percentage of satisfaction. Um, apart from one, all right, one streaming service increased its satisfaction rating. Can I have a guess? Sure. Apple TV. Correct. Because they've been on fire this year. And they've got, they're, they're increasing content, aren't they? Yeah, absolutely. So I think that makes sense. Yeah, 5% increase. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that. They've produced some quality TV this year. Uh, yeah, the lowest ranked streaming services was a tie between Peacock yep. and Prime Video. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me either. I'm not surprised by that. I don't. Amazon would be my last one that I'd go to, Prime Video. I genuinely don't. If I can't find anything on Netflix, I usually don't bother watching anything. Yeah. Or Disney Plus or whatever. But I'd, I'd never even look for Amazon. I'd, I won't sit and... I've watched a couple of stuff on there because I know specifically that movie's yeah. on there. If I know I want to watch or a movie I've gone, and it's Oh, on I Amazon. wonder what, that, what... Can I watch that movie? Oh, look, it's, it's on, on Amazon. Amazon. That's where yes. I'll watch it. But I don't... You don't actively go and browse through Amazon. No, I don't, I've never oh. opened it to... Just have a browse, to browse through, through it. it. Same as I do, I do on Netflix and I do on Disney Plus, but yeah. I don't on Amazon ever. Yeah, that's interesting. That is interesting. Uh, Paramount Plus uh, got a high writing, a high rating in terms of the quality and variety of movies okay. available on it. I, I've just had a new mobile phone this week and I got offered Paramount Plus as okay. part of my contract. 
I turned it down because it made my contract more expensive than just buying Paramount Plus without. What? Oh no. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm all right, thank you. Uh, Apple TV and Peacock uh, were the lowest rated, but saw gains in categories. Hmm. Uh, you can prove anything with numbers, can't you? Yeah, you really can. Uh, but yeah, quite interesting some of those results. Mm, definitely. Would you... So you've said which one you're likely to keep. Which one are you more satisfied with of of your streaming services? It's it's difficult to say because we do this show and so we tend to skew our opinion on Netflix a little bit. Because I study Netflix more than I study any of the others, I guess. Um, Yeah, probably Netflix. It probably is. Like I said, I don't watch a lot on Disney+. Plus. It's not really for me, Disney+. Plus. Of the ones that I've got, Netflix is the... Is it the easiest to navigate or is it because I'm most used to it? I'm not sure. But I find Disney still Dis- really Disney is horrible to navigate. If you try to if you're in an episode and you try to then get back to the yeah. the I don't know, the list of episodes in the season or even back it's 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 really horrible clunky. to browse as well because there's no writing, it's just the posters. Yeah. So if you don't recognise the poster, you don't know what it is. And so I find Disney Plus probably the worst to navigate. Yeah. Yeah, I think Netflix. And I probably am skewed by doing this podcast, but... Okay, interesting. Next. Uh, next, do you do you want to buy a house? I'd love to. Yeah, well, you better get in quick because uh, a couple of weeks ago, the um, the home from sex education, All right, where okay. Otis and his mum live, went onto the market and there's already been at least one offer meeting the asking price for the house. Right. One and a half million pounds. Wow. How does a sex therapist, a single mother sex therapist, <laughs> afford a house like that? For a, for, it's a former salmon fishing lodge overlooking the River Wye. You know, it's the, it's the, the cool red house that it is. Living in it is beautiful. Sex education. It looks a lot nicer in these pictures than they make it look in that show. <laughs> That's for sure. A uh, 1.5 million pound cash offer wow. has been made by someone who is yet to visit the property. Somebody who wants to turn it into an Airbnb is what <laughs> quite, that is. Quite possibly. 100% that is. Uh, the current owner bought the property in 2002. Okay. Uh, so yeah, twenty years later, he's he's selling up. Well, he's what? No, he's capitalising on the fame <laughs> of the house it's got. Oh, and just taking amazing, a cash offer above its value. Amazing that it is up for sale. The the, the week, week that the show, finishes. the final season of the show that has yeah. a lot of shots of this house as uh, good on him on as well. Why would you not? If your house suddenly became yeah. famous. You would sell it. Interestingly, <laughs> none of the. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it is interesting because it's fairly common practice. None of the internal yeah. shots in the show are actually from this house, right? Okay. So it is. It is just, just the, the exterior. exterior that they use. Ah, there was a couple of scenes in the garden, wasn't there? Yeah, there were on this balcony that overlooks yeah. the river, going up the drive. They always walk up the big steep path to get out Maybe. as well, don't they? So, Inter- That is interesting. One point five million. Hmm. Check it out. Check it out. You'll be able to stay in it in a uh, Airbnb soon. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Next. Uh, the next bit of news is, you might think initially, not particularly interesting or noteworthy, but there's more to it than meets the eye. Okay. I'm not talking about Transformers. I'm talking about Power Rangers. And the news 
this week that Netflix will not be renewing Power Rangers Cosmic Fury for a second season. If you remember a few months ago, there was quite a big deal made out of Power Rangers coming to Netflix. Yeah, there was. Big deal. And they put together the documentary slash sort of yeah reunion back, didn't they reunion yeah. show and netflix essentially made this this cosmic fury series which is apparently the third series of this timeline yeah yeah canon. incarnation of power rangers well it won't be returning and there is also news that power rangers may not be returning to netflix at all because um, Hasbro, who we've also talked about in the past few yep. weeks and months of expanding their film, TV licenses and division, have acquired Power Rangers, want to reboot it themselves, and Entertainment One and Lionsgate may get hold of this instead. Oh, wow. okay. So it seems like Netflix did get Power Rangers, but only to finish off this show. That's been going for however many years. Yeah. That's really interesting, isn't it? Uh, in a sort of short-term deal, if you will. And essentially, it's up for grabs. Right. Uh, and and Hasbro have sort of hinted that they want to start again a new continuity. So Power Rangers, this this is the last season of the sort of 30-year continuity of Power Rangers. If you're yeah, into that we, sort then of Then we thing. reboot and start again. Yeah, at, at, at some location to be to be determined in terms of where it will where it will actually air okay so yeah sad day for power rangers fans then who have watched well kind of but but also you might get it's not going away something new yeah but you may not see it on netflix Hmm. so it's i feel it's really interesting that netflix came in for a short term yeah we'll 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 help we'll give that we'll give that last season a home and then it's one last hurrah yeah and then and it can move on to passages new. Or come back with Netflix. Yeah, you, you never know. Mine come knows? back with them, yeah. Next. Another interesting bit of Netflix news is you can go now and find the trailer for a lesser spotted Julia Roberts movie. Okay. We've mentioned this movie before. It's called Leave the World Behind. It's notable because she is back. She is starring in this movie. It's been a few years since she has sort of been in a in a major movie and it's it's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Uh, it's an apocalyptic thriller, no less. Uh Julia Roberts, Mahashala Ali and Ethan Hawke headline this one. Uh and essentially this movie tells the tale of a huge cyber attack taking a horrifying toll on the world. It sounds really good. I watched this trailer the other day. Yeah. It does, it does sound really good. Also announces that it makes its world premiere on October the 25th at AFI Fest. It's the opening night picture, which will have a red carpet gala at the Chinese theatre in Hollywood. It will then premiere in selected theatres on November the 22nd and begin streaming on Netflix December the 8th. It's this it's this year's Red Notice, Don't Look Up, that sort of big end of the year release, isn't it? Sure. Uh, well, along with, well, it's this and Rebel Moon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this was written and directed by Sam Esmail, who's behind Mr. Robot. Yeah, uh, great show. Based on a novel by Ruman Alam. So this synopsis is, 
So Scott and his daughter Ruth arrive at a luxurious home rented for the weekend by a family and their kids. Uh, what starts with a blackout in New York City soon spreads to a collapsing world in unexpected ways. Wow. Uh, it's a decent trailer. I've watched the trailer as well. Yeah, it looks all right. And when we was in a blackout in New York City. Uh, yeah, I do. It was hot. It, it was, was so really hot. hot. <laughs> it was like July. Yeah. And it was... It was... The hot, maybe the hottest I've ever been. We were in the, we were in, a, stayed in a hostel, didn't we? And we, we were yeah. in bunk beds with two other Canadian guys in the smallest room in the world in no yeah. air condition. Yeah. We had to climb up the outside fire escape of the building to get up to like the 13th floor. Yeah, because none, the, none of the lifts were elevated. And there's no staircases it. inside in New York. <laughs> yeah, it was in the pitch dark as well. Yeah. But sitting in Times Square that night in the dark. It was, was weird, wasn't it? Amazing night. Everyone, it was kind, kind of, everyone was kind of fairly nice. Yeah. You know, it was a bit of a party atmosphere. Yeah, wasn't definitely. It? Until yeah. the looting started. <laughs> I didn't, we didn't see any looting. Did no, we? We, we saw one guy on a bike. He was trying to rile people up to do it. And then the yeah. cops arrested him. I remember that. The only place that stayed open was McDonald's. Remember, they were selling salads out the door. Yeah. That's the only place that stayed <laughs> open. Uh, Ronald is a tough taskmaster, yeah, isn't he? Crazy. That was a crazy night. Good memories. They didn't trigger the end of the world. Because... We had been. Had we been to the Statue of Liberty? We had. We got. We took the subway down and everything to the Statue was of fine. Yeah. And so we'd been like over around there and yeah. Ellis Island, haven't we, for most of the day? Yeah. And then we got back. Yeah. And we were like, "What the fuck's happened there?" Yeah. Everybody's like running up like, the street. Every, it, why is it so busy? And yeah. Yeah. It turned out it was only two years after nine eleven as well, so people were panicking a little yeah. bit. But we ended up having to walk the whole length of Manhattan. Do you remember? We yeah, walked yeah. from the Statue of yeah. Liberty to Central Park yeah. to get back. No cash machines. No nothing. That was crazy. What a crazy day. But it didn't trigger the start of the end of the world. So. No, it didn't. It well, did that had already triggered by that point. <laughs> if you want to know more about our New York adventures, <laughs> come and join the Discord. <laughs> cool Runnings. Cool Runnings. It's 30 cool years, Runnings. 30 years old. No, it is not. It sure is. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and the director, John Turtletarb, uh, <laughs> Has, has recently done an interview with The Independent. Okay. Looking back at the movie. I used to love that as a oh, kid. It was great I've not movie. seen it for, for so Sometimes, long. Sometimes. I, I used to like, I bet it's on, it must be on Disney+. Plus. And quite interestingly, he has sort of reminisced of a story where he has to go into battle against Disney over the Jamaican accents in the movie. Oh, really? It is on Disney+. Plus Because... All the notes that he was getting back from the executives during sending the dailies back during this uh, the process of, of making the movie, um, it's basically that they all sounded too Jamaican. But it's about the Jamaican <laughs> bobsled team. <laughs> I know. <laughs> one of the, one of the stars, Juice Leon, says they wanted me to sound like a black Aladdin. <laughs> they wanted a Disney version. We all wanted it to be authentic, and and John, the director, was was supportive supportive of us. They said to us, "People in Middle America won't be able to understand you." Um, yeah. Tiltletarb himself said, "I received a phone call uh, from Jeffrey Katzenberg, the then Disney chairman, who said, if you can't get these accents where I can understand them clearly, I'll find a director who can.'" Uh, wow. And you could argue that that film stood the test of time because of those accents. 
Yeah. I, I'm sure they... And, and Turtletop did say... People still impersonate we, we, that film. I just did it now yeah. when you started talking Turtletop about it. says we did soften it a little bit, but we weren't doing... We didn't... We weren't doing what Disney wanted. Um, I yes. didn't want to go and tell them to all do an impression of Sebastian the Crab, is what he said. <laughs> It'd be amazing. It's amazing how out of touch some movie studios are. All of that just are, sounds so... I know it's 30 years ago. I know yeah, 30 yeah. years is a long time. That's still, that sort of thing still happens. Yeah. 100%. But it's like, oh, it's just... It's amazing, it's amazing to hear that. that yeah, that's it just, is. Yeah. Wow. That's a great story. How is Cool Runnings 30? But then again, <laughs> last week, Lost was 20. Was it? Yeah. 20 years since the first episode of Lost really? this week. Then it was on for like eight years, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was. And that's yeah. a big portion of 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, the first episode, the pilot aired in September 2004. Do you know... The Muffin Man. Kevin Costner. No, never uh, met the guy. Well, Kevin Costner has, uh, I think, quite quite famously, sort of, he announced that he was departure, departing, departing <laughs> Yellowstone, the sort okay. of hit uh, show that he's been on for the last few years. And... His newest cinematic project has kind of been—I wouldn't say announced—but there's some some news come out, come out about it in the last week or so. Uh, it's a western. <laughs> surprise, surprise! Uh, it's called Horizon, okay. and it's going to have an R rating, Ooh. according to people associated with it. And that doesn't happen. No, you know, very rare. It's rare. Some studios allow an R rating. Uh, for reasons that it will include violence, nudity, and sexuality. <laughs> okay. Costner uh, is involved in the project. Co-writer, producer, director, and lead actor. We're not going to see Costner's Costner, are we? <laughs> Maybe. And he has signed up Jenna Malone, Sienna Miller, Sam Worthington, Luke Wilson, Michael Rooker, and Jamie Campbell Bauer. Wow. Uh, Good cast. And wants to do four or five movies. Oh, God. On Everything this, has to be a franchise On this days. saga, Horizon, an American saga, which is essentially going to be... A saga. To tell the story of the American West's growth around the Civil War era. Okay. Uh, would you like Kevin Costner's statement explaining the essence of the project? Absolutely. America's expansion into the West was one that was fraught with peril and intrigue from the natural elements to the interactions with the indigenous peoples who lived on the land and the determination and at many times ruthlessness of those who sought to settle. Horizon tells the story of that journal in an honest and forthcoming way, highlighting the points of view and consequences of the character's life and death decisions. What I want to know is, will it honestly talk about the genocide of the uh, indigenous (laughs) people of America? Let's find out uh, it may not but that's just my <laughs> my prediction would be no but view on that you one. never know do you uh, i mean look he loves a historical epic i like a western uh i don't know if i need a five movie saga about one i, I find kevin costner fascinating because i think he's one of the most famous people in the world but it was uh, at some at one point he was the biggest movie star on the planet but you don't really ever hear from him he doesn't make a lot of stuff, yeah, does he? He's, he's been not... doing stuff like this for yeah, but he doesn't. Twenty like, years. He doesn't do like he's not always in 
films. Yeah. He, he, you know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah. He picks and chooses what he does. But he's made himself very famous about it. We don't like it. But you think in the late 80s, early 90s, he was he was Mr. Bankable. Yeah. He was... Absolutely. He's always great as well. Yeah. Uh, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes he's great. Still paying off Waterworld, probably. I love Waterworld. <laughs> I, loved I it actually the, think I it's loved it at right. the time. I think it's great. <laughs> it just it it costs so much money that it could never make its money back. <laughs> there's nothing wrong as a film. There's nothing wrong with it. But he that's what I mean. He was at that point he could get anything made, yeah. and that's, that's what he decided to do. That's yeah. ballsy. That is. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'd make this movie no land. Just it's yeah. a really interesting concept. Surprising nobody's ever gone back concept. to it. It's like. There's a franchise there somewhere. Well, see, it still has its like theme park, yeah, yeah. stunt shows, doesn't it? Yeah. Waterworld, the you know people jumping off in swimming pools and all that sort of stuff. I, mean, I haven't watched Waterworld in ages. I might put it on the watch along. It'd list. be a good watch along. It would be a good watch along. Yeah, I'll be up for that. I'll do that. Kevin Costner with gills. Well, to be fair, whoever wins the uh, wild card race this season gets to pick a watch along. Yeah, that's so, true. And that looks yeah. like it might be me. <laughs> all right, don't get cocky. <laughs> I'm already cocky. All right, some in. I don't think I remember us logging that this was happening news. I did know it was happening. I don't know if we've talked about it on the show. Is an update from Scott Derrickson. Yeah. Uh, on Labyrinth 2. Okay. Uh, which I certainly didn't know Scott Derrickson was No, I didn't know to. he was involved, to be fair. Well, he might not be anymore. Okay. <laughs> because he's he's been talking about his efforts to get Labyrinth 2 off the ground, which we actually uh, talked about accidentally the other week. Yeah, we did. By saying we should, Labyrinth should be a full-on musical. Yeah. Uh, that, that's not what they've been looking at. Uh, Derrickson has said that they've struggled to agree on a script, basically. He's written several versions of a script, but it's kind of got to the point where his vision and the studio's vision Too separated. are not really merging. Uh, that's a shame. Uh, he doesn't know what's going to happen with this in the future, basically. Okay. Uh, Derrickson says, we've not got the script all the way to the place where the studio wanted to make it. I am very proud of the work that we have done on it. And it is a hard project to turn into something commercially viable because it's so imaginative. My script's so good. uh, (laughs) And surreal that there's no way it can be done cheaply. At the same time, it's daring and different but it's a tough movie for a studio to feel confident that it has enough commercial value to earn a profit. All I can tell you, again, I am very proud of the work we did on it. We certainly had a great film in mind. It's not his fault. It's not my fault. I don't know. I've written a great movie. It's Labyrinth, not... Don't you just leave Labyrinth where it is. It's it's such a unique film anyway. Mm. And I don't know if you just think that was such a moment in time. That, and it's such a great film. I mean, just doing, say, a, maybe just doing, leave a, it alone. doing a sequel especially has like real like Return yeah. to Oz vibes, doesn't it? Yeah, it really that does. <laughs> it, you do, people love that movie. It's cool. It has a cool following. You're never going to satisfy everybody with it, so maybe just leave it alone. It's no David Bowie. Exactly, there's that as well. Can you do it without him? You can't do it with him <laughs> unless you AI him. I play a... a mini golf game in vr yeah and there's a walk there's a labyrinth style course yeah it's themed on labyrinth and it's so good you some of the courses are upside down oh, so amazing. you have to like hit the ball along the ceiling and things it's it's so good so i feel like i'm i'm connected to labyrinth because i've walked around it recently nice. in vr next 
in other news about movies that might not be happening. Okay. <laughs> Dan Harmon has been talking, the creator of Rick and Morty and Community. And he's got logistical worries. Yeah. And movies like this are in big trouble. Yeah. And it sounds so obvious. Yeah. But essentially he's really concerned that the community movie is at risk because they work so hard to carve out time in everyone's calendar and the actors strike might have done for this one, for yeah, another phrase. Sounds like it. And he's just sort of said I think it feels like he might be trying to soften the blow that this might not now be happening soon because getting the six, seven main main ca- characters' calendars aligned to film this might now be very difficult. Yeah, they're all super famous people. That's the sort of thing that happens during strikes. These strikes are going to fuck up ensemble movies because it is so difficult to get everybody in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Uh, he said they were trying to film it in Atlanta because that's where Donald Glover's based. Yeah. He's the most difficult one to nail down. <laughs> the most famous one. Uh, so everyone was going to travel to him, essentially, is what Harmon said. Uh, he was talking to the Hollywood Reporter. He said, by the time we can co- re-coordinate, what are the odds that everyone's schedule is going to align again? I honestly don't know. He said, uh, one option is I could just film it with Donald. It will just be an episode of Atlanta. <laughs> So, you know, one extreme to the other because Donald Glover was the one uh, we, we didn't know would, would, would be able to find the time for this. Uh, and now he might be the only one in it. So <laughs> that's going to develop as the strike comes to a close, I would suggest. If and when it comes to a close. Yes. Yeah. We don't seem to be much further forward on that one. <laughs> okay, final bit of news. Okay. Would you like to watch a movie called Night Bitch? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's I what think... I say to myself every night when I look in the mirror. <laughs> uh, Night Bitch. Well, I think once I give you the synopsis of this, your interest will be piqued okay. even more. Uh, I Again, not sure how we've, we've not sort of noticed this one being in production or, again, was in production before the shutdown. Uh, Amy Adams. I love Amy Adams. going to start in Night Bitch. The story of a once ambitious stay-at-home mother who becomes convinced she is turning into a dog after discovering a tuft of fur on her neck. Oh my, wow, that sounds awesome. (laughs) Uh, It is a comedic psychological thriller. uh, Okay. Which is being produced by Annapurna Pictures. Oh, they always make good stuff. Yeah. Uh, Based on a novel. Okay. Uh, Amy Adams will star and produce. Remember the kids TV show from when we were young that was about a boy that turned into Woof. a dog? Woof. That was yeah. a great show. Um, oh, apparently, yeah. Fo- Fo- yeah, Fox Searchlight Pictures acquired the film rights for this one, uh, outbidding five other studios. They paid $25 million for it. Wow. So uh, this is this will resume filming once the strike is, is back underway. Um. That sounds awesome. It does sound awesome. I imagine that's going to have some sort of batshit ending to it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. We'll keep our eye on that one. Keep that one in the algorithm, Nick. Definitely. Definitely. Night bitch. Night bitch. That's, that's all the end. news. So we should end the episode. Yeah. 
That's all the news. Have you yeah. watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I've watched all of Sex Education. Okay. I've watched three episodes of it so far. Yep. And I'm struggling. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I, I got to say we just plowed through. Yeah, I think that's what I need to do. I, I feel a little bit like I was missold sex education. Okay. Like Dan Levy's in two the first two episodes and then you never see him again. Oh, really? Yeah, he's in like one scene in either the penultimate or the final episode. Wow. I was like, I thought this guy was like a major Yeah, I thought as well. That's how thing. they sold it. Uh, it's got some really good moments. Yeah. I would say. I, I think you certainly... I would be surprised if you come away from it thinking... Man, that was a memorable last episode of this show that I've really enjoyed over the last five years. The penultimate episode is a better last episode than the last episode. Oh, really? And I would be interested to see what people think of that. But I kind of like, yeah, watch the penultimate episode. I was like, "Uh, yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with that as an ending. Knowing there was another episode after. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the last episode was was shonky as really yeah it was it wasn't a great goodbye to everyone and look, interesting the whole just sort of lifting it shifting it to a new college is just it didn't work for me it didn't work it isn't working for me because i i finished an episode the other night and i've got time left and i was like i don't want to watch another one i'm not interested yeah so it's taken me a while to just find the. i'm enjoying them when i'm watching them yeah but i'm not drawing myself into yeah. i'm gonna need to go and watch sex education i think considering how many characters it's lost? Which they don't even really mention. No, they don't. They literally just don't even mention the fact that these people are not there anymore. But I think even considering the amount of characters they've lost, some of the some characters are woefully underserved. Yeah. Especially, and let's put the new ones aside. Let's just move them away for a minute. <laughs> Core characters who have been in this the whole way through, I'm almost like you. You didn't need to come back because right. you're. I, I'm thinking of Adam. Yeah, he is. That character is is just, and uh, for me, I think his story was awful. This series, <laughs> just not. He was just, not interested. Just there because he needed to be there. Basically, he, he never interacted with anyone else. You know, I've noticed that in the first three that he's not really interacting yeah. with anybody. So he doesn't all the way through. I think he has like a couple of scenes with Eric, and that's wow. it. Uh, and it's like I don't know if there was some of like again, was it a scheduling thing? Was it like? Was there a bit of the Netflix Arrested Development thing when they've they've made a new series, but actually they they were barely in the same room at the same yeah, time maybe. because of other stuff? I don't. This I, should have ended in series. It's, it definitely should. I really dislike what they've done to Gillian Anderson's character. Yeah, I think she's not was, the same character. She, it's not. She was a strong, independent woman, and now she's a blithering idiot of a yeah. mom. Otis does. Otis is not a not not a. I don't think he's a nice character in this. I don't think he has been for the last couple of years. No, but but in this one, he's like, I actually like, no, you're a shithead. You're just a dick. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking the same. So I will get through it, but at the minute, I'm not not recommending it to people at the minute. It's tough, isn't it? Netflix offers you those big books. Yeah. It's hard to say no. Absolutely. Uh, And then my wife and I have started to watch Manifest. Okay. My brother's favourite show, that. Yeah, and... We talked about it a bit on this show because you know it's it's usually riding high in the Netflix charts and but we've had this weird uh, yeah it's been on like four different streaming services in this country where it's never been on Netflix apart from the final season which is the Netflix funded season where it's now all there and thought we'd give it a go watch three episodes yep 
It's all right, yeah. I've done. Still, the f- it's still I've, very early, so I'm not. I did the first series when it came out, and I never went back after that. It's soapier than I expected. Yeah, as in it's it's not as glossy hmm. and. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah that it's, does make sense. Yeah, I I will it's get more to throwaway it. than I was expecting. I will get to it one at one point in my life and okay. bit through the whole thing. <laughs> but yeah, I never went back after the first season. For, I don't know why. I just never did. So yeah, very early days, but I'm sure I'll watch a few more. And, and apparently, it goes absolutely batshit crazy. Yeah, so. sure. <laughs> so yeah, be prepared for that. Okay. Anything else? I think, I think that's it. Okay. How about you? I've not watched a lot of TV this week, but okay. I have watched a few things. So I went to the cinema last Friday, as I mentioned. I think last oh, week did, on the show. Oh, you did. You were going to go, yeah. I went to see Saw X. Oh, yes. How the was tenth it? Tenth installment of the Jigsaw franchise. You're one of your favourite franchises. Uh, yeah, it is one of my favourite franchises, and I think this film has been made for those people. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's going to pick up many casual fans. Um, it's Saw, but different. Okay. So it has a story. Um, there's an actual film there. It's all like two and a half, isn't it? Or something like that. Or one and a <laughs> there's half. A, there's a Lionsgate, who make the film, claim that it sits between Saw 1 and 2. Yeah. I argue that there's a scene, there's a post-credit scene that doesn't allow that to be true. Okay, fine. That's my argument. If that's where that film sits, then it doesn't work for me. I think it sits before 1, but after Amanda's bear trap. Right. Which it is before 1. But personally, that's where I think it goes. But... They, they say it goes between one and two, so they should know it better than I do. Um, but it has, it's sort of with a story. There's a storyline there. You find out why he's doing what he's doing to these people. You actually see what they're guilty of, okay. which you've never really done before. It's always like, take Jigsaw's word for it, these are bad people yeah. in this trap. But you actually see what these people have done. And it, it changes the dynamic a little bit. It does make you sympathise with Jigsaw a little bit more. Tobin Bell's in this film, which is great, because yeah. he's never really been in any of the Saw films. Um, so he gets to do some acting. He's 81 years old, you know, Tobin Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Figures. He goes into, he's, I don't want to give any spoilers away, but he actually, he's in a trap of his own at one point. Right. And he genuinely did what they do in this trap to him. And I'm like, for an 81 year old, that's incredible. Oh, <laughs> that's incredible. Um, it does go, for me, it goes a little bit too far, even for a Saw film, because as a kid ends up in a trap at one point. Right. And I'm like, that's a bit much for me. Yeah. didn't really need to happen I don't think I see why they've done it fits with the story but I'm like putting a kid in a saw trap is yeah. a bit weird uh, but he genu- this kid genuinely did this thing as well I'll tell you, off air I'll tell you what okay, it was right. but I don't want to give any spoilers away were you, were you satisfied? yeah I think so I don't think it's an end Okay. I, 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 I don't think it's intended to be is I it? don't think it is intended to be I think they want to relaunch like I said Tobin Bell's 81 he can't go forever and there's not enough room in the timeline for to keep no sl- they must have filled in to, to most sleep, of the gaps sl- yeah really. there's not many gaps left now so um, I don't know but yeah I enjoyed it I thought it was really good okay. um, the two people I went with weren't as convinced so whether it's picking up but then they're both, they've both seen all of them as well so yeah. maybe it's just me maybe I just love that franchise maybe it is stupidly gory though <laughs> um, then I watched The Wonderful World of Henry Sugar The Wonderful okay. Story of Henry I keep calling it World The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar I think I'm going to get to these this weekend you should do and um, just just before you talk about it yeah I I think this seems to have been a real surprise. Yes, I think so. But we knew this was coming, and Wes Anderson was doing this Roald Dahl short adaptation of this short story, yeah, and we, we knew talk- it was only going to be 45 minutes long. That's all come out. We that talked was- about it on the show quite a few but times. at the same time, also dropped another three short movies, yeah. directed by Wes Anderson, With based on cast. Roald Dahl 
Roald Dahl's Roald Dahl's stories. And they've all got the same cast. Yeah. All only 15 minutes long. Yeah. That, which come out of the same story collection. Yeah, yeah. And as far as I'm aware... We weren't aware we, that was happening. We look at a lot of news. Yeah. We didn't know that was going to happen. Right. That's pretty cool. I think Netflix have kept that a secret. I'm not 100% sure whether they've not released it as an anthology. <laughs> so if you so put you, them all together, you've you got about, about 80 minutes of yeah. movie. Well, the, the wonderful world of... Well, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar is 39 minutes long, yeah. which I think is intentional because the Academy recognise a feature film at 40 minutes. Okay. So a short is 39 minutes. So I yeah. think he's intentionally done that. Um, and then the other three are all 17 minutes long. Yeah. So you've got an hour between the three. So you're talking an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. I'm not sure why they've not just released it as one anthology. Yeah, exactly. But I think they're going for short story Oscars, maybe. Possibly, the Cynic yeah. in me is thinking, yeah. let's try and get some Oscar nominations here. Uh, but it would be thoroughly deserved, in my opinion. I, you enjoyed it? I, I'm going to try and watch it this week. I've only seen two of them, so I've got two more to do. Um, I watched The Wonderful Story of Henry Sugar, which is 39 minutes long, as I've just said. It's word for word the story. Okay. So basically, you're just seeing the story played out in front of you as somebody's... It's so high tempo, though, as always Anderson things are. Yeah. The scenery changes. There's a bloke in a cap who just changes all the scenery. He's on the oh, screen. Like That's it. great. Right. Um, but I think Poison, the, one, the other one I watched, was better. Okay. Personally, in my opinion, I really like that story. It's about a guy who wakes... Were you familiar with these stories? I've probably read them at some point okay. in my life, but I wouldn't say I was familiar with them. Um, it's about a guy who wakes up... He, his friend comes home. He lives with his friend. He comes, his friend comes home, and the guy's like lying still as anything in bed uh-huh. because he believes there's a snake on his chest, and he can't move because if he moves, the snake will bite him, and that will kill him. Um, and so for this whole story, this it's Benedict Cumberbatch is lying in this bed, paralyzed because there's a snake on him, and he can't move. Sure. And so Ben Kingsley comes back, sees the doctor and Dev Patel's the friend and they're all running around telling this story and it's it's really good. Um, what's the guy who plays Roald Dahl's name? I don't know. I've not watched it. <laughs> Ralph Fiennes plays Roald, Okay. Play, he plays Roald Dahl. Yeah. In both of these. So and he, they've actually filmed it. I don't know if it's filmed in the actual... Because I know that shed that Roald Dahl used to write his books in it still exists. Okay. But it's, if it's not, it's an exact replica of Roald Dahl's old shed and he's dressed like Roald Dahl. It looks just like him. And he starts off telling the story and then it cuts into the film. Got you. And it, yeah, I thought, both of the two I've watched, I thought were really good. Um, but completely unique, not like anything I've ever seen before. It's literally just, it's like watching an, it's like watching an audiobook. Hmm. Somebody's telling you the story whilst also acting out the story. Brilliant. It's great. Yeah, I thought, I thought they were both great. I'd really recommend both of them. Awesome. Um, I am going to watch the other two at some point. Right, we've somehow managed to do nearly an hour on the wave and we've not even done real talk. So I think we should probably... Should we talk about this week's film? Let's do that. This week's film. Then we'll get out of here. Then we'll get out of here. So this week we're going to watch a movie on Thursday called Hellhole. Yes. And it's a Polish movie. Horror movie. Yeah. Obviously, with a title (laughs) like that. It's a romantic (laughs) comedy. (laughs) Came out last year. It's... um, I thought it was going to be like a possession-style exorcism movie, but it's not really that. It, it, well, I don't want to give too much away. I think I might say this on the episode as well, but we don't say this very often. I think you want to go into this unspoiled. Yeah, maybe. Personally. Yeah, maybe. Because obviously we'll talk about this movie, Hellhole, on Thursday, and we'll we'll just go right we'll, in there. Yeah, as we, we always as do. As we always do. My, my, if you were interested in this, I would, I would say, watch, I would say, watch it, before watch it you before listen you listen to this. this, which you should do anyway. That's the point of the show. Yeah. 
We're not here to give spoilers to it. What we do. I know. Oh, we don't. Like, we should try and do that once. We, let's record a <laughs> record an, episode record an episode without watching it. Before we watch the movie. That's not a bad idea. I like that idea. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah, that's what you should do. We should be doing anyway. But we understand a lot of people don't and they yeah. just listen to us talk about it. But yeah, I would I would agree. It's quite twisty turny, isn't it? It is. It, it, everything is not it, I know I know everything is not as it seems. It's like quite a catch all synopsis line, but I, I do think it applies to this movie. Yeah, I agree. Um, and yeah, it's a it's a different one. It's not what I was expecting. So Yeah, that is that is fair to say. Come back on Thursday to listen to us talk about Hell Hole. And I think that's it. I think we've done a wave. Yeah. Happy with it? I really enjoyed it. Me I had too. A I had a great time. Just happy to be here. <laughs> so let's get out of here and we'll record the movie show. So come back on Thursday. Cheers. Bye.